There is an area that I want us to look at when we talk about the life of Jesus. Let's open our Bible to Luke chapter 2, talking about the life of Jesus. There's particular things I, I want to bring the attention to today, and I pray that God will bless us as we go through the word together. I would like us to read from uh, verse 41, and we'll read them to verse 52. But it's the verse 52 I want us to point our attention to, but I want us to look at the story uh, from verse 41. It's the story of uh, Jesus when he was 12 years old, and what happened when he was 12 years old. So verse 41, it says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they were uh, had fulfilled the day as they, re they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But, the, but they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day journey, and they sought him among their kinfolk and acquaintances. And when they find him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst. That, that's what it's not the Oh, Don't follow. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. He said, uh, and they, uh, okay, verse 46, they say, and, and it came to pass after three days that they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctor, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why art thou dwell with us? Behold, thy father and I sought thee sorrowfully. And he said unto them, How is it that thou that ye sought me? Why is it not that I must be in my father's house, in my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spoke unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all those saying in her heart. And verse 52 that ended, he said, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. If you look at that, I just want us to look at this story when Jesus was 12 years old. But the most important thing that I want us to focus on is what is written in this last verse that says, Jesus increased in wisdom. Jesus increased in wisdom. There is an increase there. And in stature, when you talk about stature, they are talking about the body and the soul and the spirit. That he grew. He grew up like us, you know. And the Bible says, in favor with God and man. There is something that we should look at in that story. It says, Favor with God and man. But there is something I want us to look at from this story that we can really derive understanding from. That Jesus was being taught. Can you imagine? Because people will say, I don't need to be uh, teach. Nobody, I don't need someone to teach me the word of God. But Jesus, as he is God, became man, subjected himself to be taught as a man. The Bible says that he was asking questions. He was being taught by them. He was asking questions. That's why the Bible can say he increased in wisdom. Because if you are not, <laughs> if you know everything already, why will you increase? You know, if you're already at that level of knowledge and understanding, you don't need to increase. Mm -hmm. 
Every one of us grew from childhood, and I know that every one of us grew in wisdom and in knowledge and in understanding. But Jesus was being taught the things of God. That is, he was reading the scripture. He was, he was reading. He was in the custom of learning. He was learning about the word of God that was written. That's why Jesus, we always quote, as it is written. How did he know those things? He was taught. The Bible talks about that he stood after everyone had left, that he stood back and he was questioning. He was asking questions from doctors, from those that have experience, from the masters. Because these are masters. These are masters already. When they call someone doctors, they are masters of theology. They are masters of whichever area they have learned from. So I want us to derive that it's very important for us also to increase in knowledge. And also the Bible says in understanding. And he was asking questions. I've seen many people, they just believe everything. Why don't you question what you believe? Ask questions. Because how you can challenge yourself is by asking questions. Don't just read things. Read it. Ask questions. Why is this like this? How do we know that Jesus was able to perform miracles? He had to read about miracles, healing. We need to be taught the power of God in healing. When it comes to healing of your body, because everyone can fall sick. You don't need to wait until you are sick before you understand the power of God when it comes to healing. We're talking about the power of the blood that heals us, that washes us our sin away. The Bible talks about by his stripes we are healed. So there is an understanding that everyone of all must get when it comes to healing. When it comes to the provision of God, we need to learn that. When it comes to the direction, how God leads, we need to learn that. But Jesus increased what? In knowledge. Because when we say wisdom, we must understand that wisdom does not just come without knowledge. Nobody becomes wise by just sitting down. Everyone becomes wise by what? After studying. You study but you understand what you have studied. And when you understand what you have studied, what wisdom is the application of knowledge. Right. Right. Wisdom is what? The application of knowledge that you have. We talk about physics, chemistry, and all those things that we studied when we were in the basic uh, secondary school. Even as if you're a medical student, you're learning. You know, you're learning. But now you cannot become wise unless you apply the knowledge of what you have learned. Unless you practice this. Wisdom doesn't just come by just having the knowledge in your head. It only comes by what? By practicing. By practicing. By practicing. You look at uh, when Jesus was 30 years old. The Bible says he was led by the Spirit into what? Into wilderness. To practice all those things that he has been taught. He was not doing anything until he was 30 years old. But when he was 30 years old, the Bible says in Luke chapter 4, that he was led, after being baptized by John the Baptist, he was led by the Spirit into what? Into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, to understand the power of God. Because there will be a time that you will need all those knowledge that you have. There will be a time that you will need it. There will be a time in the middle of the night when the devil is attacking you. You will know how to, how to fight a spiritual battle. You will be calling someone uh, that I'm being attacked by the enemy because you don't know. It's good to join hands in prayer, but also you should also learn to be able to fight the enemy when it comes to you. 
you'll be able to recognize that the enemy is coming against my life. Because many don't understand when the enemy comes against them. The Bible says we should not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Ignorance is not an excuse again in the kingdom now. Because it's given unto us what? To know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. It is given unto you and I to do what? To know the mysteries of the kingdom. I'm tired of being attacked by the enemy. This week has been a crazy week somehow in different ways. But we need to rise up against that enemy. We need to rise up as the children of God. We need to be able to stand to fight the enemy. We look at, if you look at the story of uh, David. David, when he was sent by his father to the war, the difference between everybody that was in the war and David was because David had knowledge of how to fight the enemy. He had the understanding of the anointings. He has the understanding of what he has done in the past. You know, if you have not exercised your faith, when higher things come against you, you wouldn't be know how to fight the higher powers. Because if you have not been exercising, maybe you are, you are having a headache, you've not exercised yourself to pray, lay hands on yourself and believe God will heal you, and when strange sickness starts coming against you, how will you be able to fight that one? If you have not been able to overcome little temptations, how will you be able to overcome great temptations that come against you? You know, but David got into the battle. And I love what David said to these people, to the king. He said, I was with the sheep and what? The lion came. And I took the sheep from the mouth of a lion and I cheered the lion. He said something again. He said, I was with the sheep one day, the bear came. That is a man that has experience. That is a wise person. When it comes to fighting the enemy, he's experienced. Because we need experience. When it comes to this thing of life, I was looking at uh, uh, something. Everything that happens to believers and non-believers, we all face the same thing. There is no way because you are born again, you will not face the challenges of life. <laughs> it doesn't exempt you because you are born again. We are all equal. We face the same thing. We, face, we go through the same temptations. When we talk about men going through temptation of women, I know everything is the same. Going through the challenges of money or work, going through all kinds of things, we all go through the same thing. But how do I overcome this? How can I overcome these challenges when it comes to me? That is the difference. Which kind of power can I connect myself to? And that's how unbelievers don't understand prayer, the power in prayer. I was, I was, today I was, I was thanking God. I said, thank God that I understand prayer. That you teach me how to pray. You know, you teach me. You taught me how to pray. Thank you for teaching me how to pray. Because if I don't understand how to pray, do you know how many battles I would have conquered my life? I would have been gone long ago. I won't be able to stand today. Because you face challenges of life. And how do you overcome those challenges of life? That's why we have to be knowledgeable. We have to acquire the knowledge. And we have to practicalize the knowledge that we have. I look at some things that we, we say, ah, some things face our parents. But those things that face our parents, we also face you too. Nobody's, when you get to the stage of life 
whatever anybody has faced at that stage of life, you will also face the same thing. And how do you overcome that stage of your own life? In that stage, how will you overcome it? And that is why we need to know before that stage will come. Because everybody will get since like uh, when you were in secondary school, uh, they we we wrote some exam, and those exams were challenges for for us. When you get to university, maybe first year, second year, those exams were challenges, right? But if someone that is in fourth year is telling someone in first year that oh don't worry you will overcome this, I I able to face this. The first in the first year we also face what the person in fourth year faced when he was in second year. We face the same thing when he was in third year. We face the same thing when he gets to fourth year. And that is the same thing with life. Life is in stages. Yes. Life is in stages. We have to understand that. And that's why the Bible is saying that Jesus increased in wisdom and in what? And in stature. He had to grow in life. He had to grow through the process of life. He had to find the journey as every man used to. He has to learn things as every man has learned it. The first person that Jesus was able to learn from were his parents. Mother and father. We saw the father there. That the Bible says that Jesus, the father was there and the mother was there. They brought Jesus what? To the temple. And something is amazing about Jesus. When the Bible says he, he picked up the, the book and you read as his custom is. Do you understand when someone say the, is a custom is this is the custom that is it's like a tradition. It's like something we do often. The Bible says he lived he bred the book as his custom is. So he was going to the temple often to read. That's why Luke chapter 4 was talking about that. He now read to them what was written concerning what Elijah, Isaiah was saying. You know, as his custom is. Do you have a custom? As your own custom is. How are you working with God? Do you have a custom of fasting? Maybe a day that you have chosen for yourself that this is the day I'm going to fast. Do you have a custom of reading the word of God? Do you have a custom of praying? Because you are developing yourself. You are growing. Just like Jesus grew from childhood to that level that he began to minister. We also need to grow from that level that you are to the level that Jesus is. He increased in wisdom. He increased in stature. He increased. And I've seen something. Someone can be 50 years old, but spiritually, they are just 12 years. So age does not validate your knowledge of God. Your age does not validate the experience that you have when it comes to the kingdom. The age does not validate the battle that you'll be able to overcome. People go to schools. They don't teach us life. But now, when you are out of school, you can start going to the challenges of life. Remember when I was a, when I was a teenager? Nobody taught me about uh, sex orientation 
I had to learn it from friends. And most of the time, when you learn it from friends, you learn the abusive way. You don't learn it the right way. Because there is no process of what? Teaching people when it comes to things. When it comes to marriage, how many have been taught marriage? That, okay, these are, these are the challenges you are going to face when it comes to marriage. These are the things you are going to be prepared for when it comes to this area. How do you deal with your wife? How do you, do you deal with your children? When your wife is behaving this way, what do you do? <laughs> there is no teaching about that. People just start experimenting things. But there are schools that you can go to. There are people that you can listen to to prepare yourself for the challenges that you are going to face. I love something that is written in the uh, in Proverbs. I think Proverbs twenty four is a very interesting part. Let 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 me let me try and see if it's Proverbs twenty four. Um. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. Proverbs twenty four. I want us to read uh, verse three and four. Verse three and four. Proverbs twenty four three and four. He said. Yeah. He said, "Though true wisdom." Is a house built, and by understanding, it is established. And verse 4, which is the most important thing that I love so much, it says, And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. The Bible says what? True wisdom. Nobody builds a house without thinking on how this house is going to be. But when you have the wisdom of how to build, because wisdom will tell you that, okay, um, I want to build this house. I know that if I build this house on this, this is what is going to happen to this. If I build it on the sand, this is what is going to happen to this. If I build it on the rock, this is what is going to happen to this. If I want to build a house on the sea, this is what is going to happen to this. The outcome of everything is wisdom. So now that you know the outcome of everything, the now, Bible says now what? Through understanding, you establish it. But now, the Bible is saying, through knowledge, you fill it with precious things. So when we read, we are getting precious things. That's why if you are not someone that reads, you will just be living your life as experiment. You will keep experimenting things, experimenting things, experimenting things. And that kind of person will never be successful as he's supposed to be. Right. And that's why it's very important to go and seek for knowledge. Gather the knowledge about what you want to do. Gather the knowledge. Learn. Learn more about it before you start. Because you can know the challenges you are going to face. You can know how you are going to overcome this challenge. And then you can know the next step to do. Who do I need to meet? Who, what do I need to do? How, which ideas do I need to run with? Is like someone, the Bible says that uh, can someone want to build a house not considering the finances that is able to start and finish it? So how can you want to build a house and you didn't consider the finances and you didn't plan whether you are able to start and finish? How can you go to a war without planning the strategy on how to win? There is nobody going to a war without planning it. You, they will sit down with their captains, their warriors, and they will discuss how they are going to do this. What are the strategy? What are the means of how we are going to do this? And that's the same thing that God is wanting us to do. That you will do what? That you will have the knowledge of those things that you need for your life. Because Jesus increased in wisdom and what? And in knowledge. He increased in wisdom and in stature. 
But I want us to look at something. Favor, people always talk about favor. Yes, I'm very very favor of God. But there is favor, there is no favor without knowledge. Sometimes people say, ah, you are lucky. I don't like people calling you lucky. It's, it's, it's a wrong word. It's a word of the devil. You're very lucky. You're very lucky. You're very lucky. You're very lucky. No. Everyone that is grace to work for it. God always put grace on work. God always sees the little things we are doing and put grace on it. Without work, there is no grace. The Bible was, Paul was saying something. said, I am who I am by the grace of God. See, the grace that was poured upon me was not in vain, but I did what? I labor. But I honor them. So what made the grace on Paul to increase was what? But because he was laboring more. He said, I am who I am. I'm not, I'm not better than them. But I labored more. And now God is seeing my labor and he's putting more grace upon me to succeed. And he's putting more grace upon me to succeed. And I'll be ending uh, teaching today, talking about this, the life of uh, Daniel. I learned something about the life of Daniel. The Daniel will add so many enemies. You know, we remember the time that Daniel was selected and his friends to go and learn how to, to learn the language and be skillful in all things. But the Bible says that God favored Daniel and he gave him the understanding of vision after work. After putting themselves into training, but God now favored them. The favor of God now come upon them and what? And make them to understand wisdom and make them to understand the interpretation of dreams and the hard things. But now, because of what God has done upon our the blessing that God has given to Daniel, Daniel was facing enemies. Daniel was facing so many challenges. And I learned something about this. Uh, the Bible says that they could not find anything against Daniel, but against his God. But God has made Daniel to be in favor with what? The king. That he made him to be the, the head over all princes, all governors. That is when we talk about favor with men. But also, Daniel was in favor with God too. Both of them were together. You know, when you are on this earth, we all need men. God will bring men before you and help you. Also, God will also favor you and bless you. Amen. You know, bringing men to you and they are releasing their resources to you. That's favor. You knock a door and it's open unto you. You call someone and they're answering you. You need something and it's being given unto you. That's favor with men. That whatever you need is just being supplied. You don't stress yourself. And everything is working for you because you are in favor with men. People, are just, people just love you. They just tell you, I just love you. They don't just love you. It's favor. You know? Favor comes in different ways. They just love you. They just want to be with you. They just want to solve your problem. They just want to help you. You know? They want to take you through process. They say, oh, what are you facing? I'm going to help you. Whatever you need, just come to me. That's favor. But there is also favor with God. But Daniel enjoyed those two favors. He enjoyed favor with what? With the king. By making him the head over everything. Also, the favor of God also come upon Daniel. 
But how did the favor of God come upon him? Because he seek God. When you seek God, God put favor upon you. We talked about that they wanted to accuse and destroy Daniel. They could not find anything against him, talking about all other things of life, but they find occasion against him concerning his God. And they now make a decree that nobody should pray or do anything in this land. But the Bible says that Daniel prayed three times a day. A man that understands God prayed three times a day. And that's where the, the principle of uh, you should pray three times a day comes into play. Because we just look at all those men that work with God, what they did. You know, 21 days fasting and praying. <laughs> it's from the story of Daniel. But Daniel prayed three times a day. And it's so surprising that now the accuser accused him. They threw him into the den of that lion. And what happened? The lion could not do anything. That was favor with God. He said, if your way pleases God, he will make what? Even your enemy to be at peace with you. You will be in favor with God. If you are working with God, everything will work with you. Even your enemy will not be a problem for you. They will fight you, but they will not conquer you. They will want, they will try all things, but they will not conquer you. Because you are, you are in favor with God. He said he will make his light shine upon you. It's a man that is having the, the light of God shine upon that person. is a man that is favored by God. Is a, a man favored by God. That is, that is favor. That is divine favor. Looking at Jacob, leaving his father's house and running away from his brother that has become his enemy. And now he had a dream. And God is saying, I'm going to bless you. When God said to you, I'm going to bless you, that's favor. I'm going to make you great. I'm going to, remember, I'm going to bring the blessing on the promises of God that I made upon Abraham. I'm going to bring it upon your life. And Jacob went out empty and he came back what? Plenty. Blessed. That is favor of God. I want us to key into working with God. And I want us to increase in what? In wisdom. And I want us to not develop just in body, but develop your spirit. And I want you to understand how you can get favor with men. And how you can get favor with God. Favor with God will never be without you seeking God. Let's understand seeking God. Seek God during the day. Seek God during the night. Wake up and seek God. Do everything, whatever you can do as a sacrifice. Do it. Whatever you can do, whatever is in your capacity. First, present your body as a living sacrifice to God. And also, whatever you can do, God sees those things that you are doing. God doesn't overlook everything. Looking at the blessing that God poured upon the, uh, Solomon, Solomon did not just acquire those blessings, but God sees what Solomon did. After Solomon had made that sacrifice, what did God do? God poured the favor of wisdom upon Solomon. And also says, I'm going to bless you. Solomon became rich and blessed because of what? What he did. We can't be praying for favor. You, God has to see what you are doing. Favor is not something that just comes upon everyone. God wants to waste his favor. No. God sees what you are doing and he's putting favor upon your life. And he's putting favor upon your life. God sees what you are doing and he's putting favor upon your life. 
when you do something, God pours favor upon your life. He pours grace. That's a merited favor of God. So let's find something we can do for the kingdom of God. Let's find something. This time is a time that you need to draw closer to God. You need to find a way to draw closer to God. If you have not been drawing closer to him for a long time, this time I want you to draw closer to God. I want you to find God in the morning. I want you to find God in the afternoon. I want you to find God in the night. Don't ignore God. Because when the favor of God comes, people will be asking you, how did you do it? People will be asking you, how did you do it? Show us the way. How were you able to do this? How were you able to do this? We were, we, were, we were struggling for this, but how did you do your own? How were you able to do it? What did you do? Show us the power that is working through you. People will ask you. Because when someone receives grace and unmerited favor, people will ask. <laughs> people will ask. How, how are you doing it? How is it that everything during this time is just working for you? How? Because we have received favor. Let's rise up.